Welcome to this episode of Strategy Simplified, where I chat with Abrar, an international student who just graduated from Vanderbilt and a client of MC's who landed an offer at Strategy Hand. Listen in for key insights that he shared that helped him in his recruiting and interview process. You don't want to miss it. All right. I am so excited to welcome Abrar Haroon to the podcast. Uh, Abrar is a recent graduate of Vanderbilt University, just accepted an offer at Strategy And, and he's here to talk to us about his journey to consulting. Abrar, welcome to the show. Thanks, Naman. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I'm excited to connect today. I'm excited for you to share your story with our audience. I think they're going to get a lot of good nuggets out of it uh, and some encouragement as well. I know that your story is one of persistence, uh, and so I'm excited for some of that to rub off on folks who are listening today. Uh, as we kick off, can you just talk to us about you know who you are? Um, you know, give us some context on who Abrar is, where you went to school, what you studied, and why you decided that consulting was right for you. Absolutely. Um, I'll just preface this by saying there's no one fit for consulting. Um, and my story is a great example of that. And so I was born and raised in Pakistan, spent 18 years of my life there. Um, and when it was time for college, I wanted to seek a world class education. And so I looked at top universities in the United States and I was able to get into Vanderbilt. Um, from there, my parents, um, who I love, wanted me to become a doctor or an engineer. Um, however, I was really interested in business. And so we came to a consensus and I majored in engineering science, which is an interdisciplinary major um, combining engineering as well as other topics such as business. And so I was able to explore both of them. Um, in terms of, you know, I really wanted to explore my business interest in the real world as well. And so I started off um, in my sophomore year, I worked as a sales rep for AT&T Business. Um, in this role, I was in a B2B role. And so I was talking to multiple businesses every day and it was able to form an interest for uh, customer services and understanding how you engage with clients and other uh, businesses as well. And so uh, from there, I wanted to continue just on that pathway of solving business problems. And most recently, I interned as a strategy and analytics intern at FedEx Services. And this was internship was very similar to a consulting project where I was on a two to three person team. Um, and we, you know, interviewed people to increase to find ways to increase efficiency within the department. Um, and after analyzing data, making some recommendations and presenting them to executives at the company, we were able to gain, gain some great um, projects that the company can focus on in the future. And so just combining, you know, my problem solving background from engineering, as well as my interest in business explored through these avenues, um, I was able to confirm that consulting would be a great fit for me because I would get to do these problems on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Absolutely. Abrar, I have to say, I'm incredibly excited to have you on Strategy Simplified because we share a Pakistani heritage. So that's Perfect. selfishly, right, one of the reasons I'm stoked to be chatting with you today. Now, one thing that you mentioned I thought was really interesting um, was your summer internship experience. Can you just talk to me a little bit about one thing that you picked up from that experience that you feel is going to help you as you begin your full-time role? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So when I was working at AT&T business, um, you know, I was talking to almost 50 businesses a day and I had to consider different perspectives, different ideas of engaging as well as considering, um, you know, diff different um, ideologies really in how to solve a problem. Um, and when I go into consulting, I know I'll be working with a diverse set of team members, clients, um, as well as people um, just outside of the industry to gain knowledge and experience and just that ability to engage with a variety of people and um, have those meaningful and engaging conversations to um, solve problems is going to really help me in this role. Absolutely. It's not just about the data analysis or the analytics. It's about yep. being able to interface with different types of stakeholders, get them to buy into a common process. Absolutely. Fantastic. So we, we've talked about who you are, where you've come from, why you're interested in consulting, and a little bit about how your internship experience during your undergrad years prepared you for this next step of your career. If we can pivot now to the recruiting side of things, right? can you just talk us through your recruiting journey? You know, What are the steps that you took uh, to land an offer? Absolutely. So you know, I would section this into you know, pre-interview, um, and what do you do after you get the interview as well? Um, Just so, like a typical consultant. <laughs> absolutely. Fake and structured. So pre-interview, I'd say, you know, there's three things that you really need to focus on here. Um, really start with your interest, who you are, and you'll be asked this throughout your um, interview cycle, the why consulting question. And you need to be sure that you're a great fit for consulting, but also consulting is a great fit for you. Um, and I, I explored this through my internships and everyone has a different way of exploring that. Um, and, you know, that that's what brings that diversity into the role. Um, the second thing is have a consulting resume. And I worked with uh, you guys, Management Consulted, um, and I found that resume to be incredibly powerful, helping me gain internship um, interviews, sorry, um, at top firms like Bain, BCG, Strategian, and other firms. Um, and a consulting resume... The highlight is you want to focus on, you want to be results oriented, but you also want to tell a story um, of, you know, why you're a great fit with consulting and what qualities will allow you to be a great consultant. And management consultant really helped me um, really capture that essence in my journey. And the third piece, which is probably the most important, and you'll hear this all the time, is networking. Um, so make sure once you have that resume, uh, you network with people. It's not only helpful in gaining a, a referral and get, gaining, you know, an entry into the company, but also just to get to know the feel of the company, get to know, answer some questions that might be helpful for you when you go into interviews and even into the job. Um, you know, what are the people like and are you going to be a good fit for this role? And so after the this piece, you hopefully if you do these three things, you're going to get an interview. Um once you get the interview, it's really about the case prep as well as, you know, certain fit questions that can um, really change the game. 
Um, and in terms of the case prep, there are really two things I recommend to people. Um, the first one is it's a quality over quantity game. Um, and so you want to be working with people who know what they're doing, right? Um, and it might be helpful for you to work with a coach. I work with coaches at Management Consulted, but even outside of that, I work with people who were good at doing interviews. And it's not about doing, you know, 200 interviews. It's about doing some quality practice. You know, I've seen people do 10, 20 interviews and be able to get an offer. Um, and that's because they were able to get the principles of the interview, right? Um, and they were able to execute them during the interview process. And the second thing I recommend to people, which I did was keep a log sheet. And so I prepared an Excel file where I judged myself through feedback of my interviewers on things like problem solving, communication, structure, um, and just noted and isolated where my weaknesses and strengths are. And both things are important. You want to focus on your strengths as much as your weaknesses, because you want to show what your strengths are, but also kind of um, overcome your weaknesses before that interview so that you can really um, be able to impress the interviewer. So can you talk to me a little bit more about that log sheet? What were some of your specific gaps and how did you address them? Yeah, so um, one of my specific gaps was in communication. You know, I was because probably because of my engineering major, very good with the math, very good with the structure. However, I was not communicating my ideas well enough. Um, And one recommendation I got was to make it concise to the point, right? Um, there's all the interview is also a timed exercise, and I recommend to people doing it, you know, timing yourself, keeping yourself within that limit. Um, and you want to make sure you get your ideas across in that short period of time. For example, when you're giving out your structure, um, not more than one to two minutes, um, you know, you want to stay in that limit because if you're able to prioritize and be concise, um, that's really the goal of that communication piece. It's one of the hallmarks of executive presence to be able to communicate the main point immediately and in a way that people can understand and ideally take action from it. Right. And it's really a simulation of the interactions that you'll have with stakeholders on the client side. So you're 100% correct. It's absolutely critical. Uh, I do, I do want to go back to one point that you made earlier, Abrar, about the resume and how, working through that resume editing and refinement process not only helped you improve your chances of landing an interview, but it sounds like it also helped you kind of get your story straight for networking encounters and for the answers that you had to give in your fit interview. Would you say that that's accurate? I would say that's completely accurate. And I would even add to that uh, and say, so these networking calls aren't going to be, you know, two hour long calls. Some of them are just going to be 10, 15 minute conversations. And honestly, the first couple of minutes could be the make or break in that conversation. Um, and so you want to have your story straight. And that starts with your resume. Once they viewed your resume, they'll have an impression of you. And you want to present that similar impression in the best way possible. And so that consistency can really help you create an image in, in the mind of the consultant of why you'd be a good fit for that role. Um, and... The resume really helped me put things on paper, but it's really your voice and your vocalization of that experience um, that can really make or break that networking, um, you know, that networking experience. 
And the last piece I'd add to that is um, I did try networking before, um, you know, having my resume edited. And I did have some success rate reaching out to alumni, but definitely the percentage of replies I started getting after I had a consulting resume that was edited was much greater. And that allowed me. So, you know, not every networking conversation is going to be a success. Right. And so you want to have if you're trying to get maybe two people to vouch for you, you may want to talk to three to four people at least. And so that can be really helpful. And that was what I was able to do by having a really good resume. Amazing. When you wrestle with your experience on paper first and go back and forth, iterate, 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 not only does it look good on paper, but you've got your story straight verbally as well. And like you said, that's absolutely critical. I'm sensing a theme here. Clear communication (laughs) is critical, right? Whether it's networking, behavioral interviews, case interviews, you have to know what the point is and get to it right away. So I want to talk about, you know, how this played in your interviews. So your first rounds, your second rounds, you know, how do you feel like you were evaluated and how critical was that clear communication to you being passed on to to final rounds? We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey, you. Yeah, you listening. Do you like personal finance or real estate? Are you itching to build wealth and create a better life for yourself or your family? then you need to come check out the Life, Money, and More podcast with real estate agent, YouTuber, and actor, Sage Weiss. This isn't your average finance show. We dive deep and do not sugarcoat topics around money and life. The Life, Money, and More podcast releases two episodes a week just for you because we're all about helping you win in this crazy world we live in. Come join the thousands of listeners on the Life, Money, and More podcast. Yeah, um, the same thing I would add to um, the interviews is, and this is something that um, has been spoken on multiple times, is the first impression, right? Um, And really what I found was that initial piece, for example, in the fit interview portion, um, if you're able to engage them and excite them about who you are, you're going to get an advantage. Even if you make a small mistake in the, for example, case interview, that might be just glossed over and looked over and they might just help you in that because they like you and they want you to be part of the company. Um, and, he, and the conciseness piece comes back to even the case because you want to create a good first impression with your initial questions, with your listening ability, as well as your structure. Um, and what, if you're able to do that piece, the interviewer is more likely to believe you're going to be a success throughout that interview. Um, and that can all usually be a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy in my experience. Um, and so getting that first piece right is critically important. Absolutely. But clarity, likability, energy, smiling, I think all of that together is the secret sauce beyond just structure and analytics and some of the, the harder skills that you think are so important in the interview. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick message. If you need help getting your resume and cover letter in tip-top shape before applying, work with Management Consultants' expert editing team. Over two rounds of line-by-line edits will transform your documents to help you put your best foot forward in applications. You can learn more via the link in the show notes. So you went through this process at multiple firms, and 
you landed an offer at Strategy End. Congratulations, by the way. So thank you. What set Strategy End apart for you while you were going through the recruiting and the interview process? Yeah, and uh, another thing I would add, I think would be helpful for the viewers is, um, as a Vanderbilt student, I was a non-target for Strategy End, and you know my advice and my journey would apply to you even if you're a target student or a non-target student. So you know. Um, I think it's sometimes, you know, the target school thing is very important. Of course it is, but sometimes it's, it's not the only factor in, in the journey. Um, but in terms of your specific question, you know, strategy and stuck out to me because as a non-target student, I felt they were, you know, so helpful in the people really helped me make this decision. And I reached out to multiple people, especially alumni at the firm. Um, who were just, you know, advised me much more than, you know, um, I would have expected going into some of these calls and conversations. And I found that to be that I found that to be, you know, an extra advantage for me going into these interviews, just that advice uh, on things that they did. And sometimes I didn't even have to ask for these things. They were just very helpful in that process. Um, and I think that really helped them stand apart for me. Um, because they valued my experiences, my journey. They wanted me to be um, a part of the company, even from the initial networking conversations in the interviews um, and to even the offer when I was given it. You know, I felt like it would be a great fit for me because I was going to be valued there. Amazing. They're, they're a fantastic firm. I can't wait to hear about your experience in a couple of years. Absolutely. So let's put ourselves in a time machine and go back 12 months, right? Let's okay. say that you're you're entering your senior year at Vanderbilt, right? It's yep. the beginning of June. What advice would you give yourself? What advice would you um, give would you give the version of yourself 12 months ago as you're preparing for these interviews? Yeah. The first thing I would tell myself is don't give up. Um you know, I in my experience I was not able to get an interview or get enough interviews and offers um, in the first, you know, sort of season of recruiting. And I had to wait to the second season. And I remember um, being a little bit disappointed and disheartened by that at the start. But I stuck in there. But I would just remind myself in that situation, you know, don't give up, stay confident. Um, and this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and so that would be the first piece. Uh, the second piece of advice I would give myself is really that um, sort of quality over quantity piece of, you know, the, even in the conversations that you have with people, the quality matters, even in the interview itself, you know, the quality of preparation that you've done is going to show in that interview, Um you know, and they're going to test you for it. And if you have prepared in the right way and right manner, you'll be able to even go through some wild cards that they will sometimes throw at you in these interviews. And you'll be prepared for them because you prepared in the right sense. And you weren't, you know, super rigid in terms of just getting reps of interviews in. I think that's absolutely key. Right. Not being yeah. so rigid, not just having frameworks memorized that you regurgitate in an interview. Yeah. Right. That only apply to a certain prompt or business problem, but actually understanding the nuance and understanding the theory 
so that yeah. you can showcase your business acumen, your creativity inside the interview, right? And apply Absolutely. apply that learning and that knowledge to whatever problem that they throw at you. Absolutely. And it's, sometimes it's not even, you know, uh, fully structured. I One of my interviews was, didn't I have a math problem? Um, was just a conversation. And I, I felt so relaxed in it because I wasn't thinking about frameworks or structures or, of course, I knew them. Um, but, you know, just having that quality preparation and that flexibility um, allowed me to just be very natural in that situation. Amazing. Preparation leads to comfort. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. so <laughs> uh, very few of us just get there naturally. Yep. I love that. Uh, Abrar, one of the things that you mentioned uh, at the top of our conversation was the fact that you were an international student. Yep. So can you share with me a couple pieces of advice that you would specifically have for international students in the U.S. who are looking to land a consulting offer here in the States? Absolutely. So really there are three pieces of advice I would give international students. Um, and this especially applies as undergraduates, but there are multiple pathways. Um, you know, you can go to grad school, do an MBA, apply as an experience hire, but let's focus on the undergraduate piece for now. The first piece, uh, the first thing I would tell international students is to figure out, you know, which firms you're going to recruit for. Um, and it's beyond just, you know, the top firms. You, you can, you should really be stretching out to all firms that are open to hiring international students if you're genuinely interested in consulting. Um, and one thing that's really interesting, which I learned, was even if a company doesn't typically recruit international students for a certain role in a certain year, they might be open to recruiting. Um, and so you want to be in touch with the recruiters at the company. Just say, hey, I know you've recruited international students in the past for this particular year, what are the roles that you're willing to sponsor international students for? And reach out to 10, 15, 20 firms, and you'll get a good response and good idea of what you, you should be targeting. The second advice I give is um, there's a great advantage in having a STEM major because you get three years of work authorization versus one if you're a non-STEM major. And you know, to people who are also interested in other things, and that's perfectly fine, I usually recommend do a double major, right? Um, you don't have to give up on your interest to, you know, pursue consulting. Um, that double major can really help you stand out as well. But having that one STEM degree, in my case, engineering science, helped me gain, you know, some of these interviews because firms, um, a lot of these firms will not even interview you if you don't have that STEM degree as an international student because of the work authorization limitations. The third thing is, you know, capture what makes you unique and focus on that. And I would say there are certain things that are, you know, to an advantage to international students. For example, you know, in your freshman year, you could do a really cool internship um, in your home country. And then you come back and talk about that. And that, you know, consultants really value diversity of experience. And you can, if you can bring that amazing story um, through your experience, that can really help you in your interviews. And I'd really recommend that international students focus on that and use it as a, you know, as an advantage, not a disadvantage. I think that's amazing advice. Very, very well stated, spot on. So our last, last interview related question for <laughs> you. So as we're speaking, we're kind of speeding towards this next recruiting season. And we've talked a lot about the proper case interview prep, a lot about quality yeah. over quantity prep. Can you yeah. just 
give our audience a couple of hallmarks of quality prep. What does that mean? What does that look like? How should they be approaching uh, this summer before interviews? Absolutely. Um, the first thing I recommend is, you know, you can get into bad habits um, and you can also get into good habits. And the only way you know, you might not even know you're getting into bad habits. And so the only way to, you know, get that quality prep is I recommend starting off with someone who knows what they're doing. And if you don't know someone who's at the firm, you know, get a career career coach or someone who's, you know, like yourselves, who are offering these services. And that's why you guys are available um, to help students. And I recommend, you know, your first interview, even first interview prep could be with a coach who can really guide you and tell you what you need to focus on. And um, after that, I recommend keeping that log sheet, um, seeing what areas you want to improve and what your weaknesses are. And in intervals, um, I would recommend, you know, continuing with the coaches to see how you're improving on that log sheet, on that journey of improvement. And you'll see in a matter of a few interviews, you'll start making very quick jumps um, to a point of perhaps diminishing marginal returns. And that's really where you want to go back to that log sheet and see, hey, what are really the small tweaks I can make over here that are going to make or break um, my improvement process from here on in? And so that's really, I think, the hallmarks of a quality preparation. I love it. So just to recap, work with an expert, start early. And then once you've identified your gap areas, drill down into them. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, Arar, it's tradition here at Strategy Simplified <laughs> to ask you some personal fun questions before we let Love you it. go. Uh, and so my first one for you, uh, name one person in history that you'd like to meet for a meal. Absolutely. I think, you know, I'm, again, a little bit biased as a South Asian. It would be Mahatma Gandhi. Um, I would love to pick his brains on world peace, but also, you know, what, what are some of the conversations he was having uh, before the partition of the subcontinent into India and Pakistan and world leaders? Because we get to hear, you know, different versions of history. I'd love to hear, you know, what he was going through and what was on his mind at that time. I love it. Amazing. How about your favorite memory from your time at Vanderbilt? Um, honestly, um, I've had some great memories, but when I reflect on it, it's really the graduation piece. And it's because, you know, uh, for example, the, the student president of our, at Vanderbilt, you know, he put it in this way saying, you know, we're a special class in that we graduated in a pandemic year. Um, he called us the class of COVID-19, which is pretty interesting. And, um, you know, there are people who I had not seen for an entire year because of the pandemic. Um, but just to see all those faces again and see, you know, how the incredible journeys and sacrifices all of them had to make um, and see where, where they're going to, you know, next in their careers was just was just an amazing roundup of the entire four years that we've had at Vanderbilt that we've spent together. And that's something that I'll always take and remember of, you know, and not giving up, continuing and persevering in those challenges um, and making the best of, you know, whatever situation is thrown at you. Absolutely. And then last fun question for you. It's a little bit selfish because I'm adding to my <laughs> own travel wish list right now as the world opens back up. So when we're traveling internationally again, what's the first country that you would like to visit? 
Oh, that's a tough one. That's really a tough one. Um, you know, I want to go to somewhere in Latin America. Uh, and, you know, probably I'm thinking of somewhere like Argentina, probably. You know, I'm a big fan of Lionel Messi. Um, he's one of my favorite players. Um, would want to go to his hometown, see what that's like, where he grew up. Um, and just, you know, you know, I also took, you know, courses in Spanish. And so maybe I am able to practice that a little bit more when I go there. So um, and I also think the country has just so much diversity in terms of being next to um, the ocean, having so many tourist destinations. I think it would be a great experience to go there. I love that. Argentina is definitely on my list. I have to ask you, does Messi stay at Barcelona next season? Absolutely not. I, I think he's quitting. I think he's going to Man City. Um, well, I don't know if they'll win the Champions League, though. So fingers crossed for that. We'll have to see. All right. Abrar Haroon is a recent Vanderbilt graduate. He's an incoming strategy and consultant. Abrar, thanks so much for joining us on Strategy Simplified today. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strategy Simplified. As always, if you enjoyed it, please rate us and leave us a review. Don't forget, the Fit Interview Intensive is happening tomorrow, and there are still a handful of spots left. You can learn more and grab your seat at the link in the show notes. We'll see you next time.